Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. The universe is conspiring against my cock, I swear to God, people. Hey, this is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Oh, man. Uh, wow. What a what a weekend. I, I, I'm almost speechless. I, I can't be speechless because this is a podcast that requires me to speak, and I'm going to tell you why I'm flustered in a bit. Um, but first, I got a show date, people. Show date. Um, this Friday... October 14th, I'm going to be at the American Theater for Actors, uh, so that's going to be a fun show if you want to see me do some stand-up comedy, and then on Saturday night, I will be at the final What the Float of the 2016 season, so if you want to come uh, dress fancy and get dancy with me in the streets of New York City, head on over to whatthefloat.com for information and to buy tickets. Uh, and for more information on my stand-up comedy appearances and more, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. Blah, blah, blah. While you're on the website, get on the mailing list because, comma, reasons. Uh, doing a sex toy giveaway at the end of the month if you're on the mailing list. Uh, Jesus Christ. Wow, this weekend turned to such shit. Um, I should welcome people first, right? Um, hello. Let me let me take a sip of an alcoholic beverage. I am comedian Billy Presida. If you are new to my program, this is a show where each week I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex and dating and orgies and polyamory and stuff like that. However, this week's guest is a really cool fucking dude. Uh, I hope a lot of you are here uh, specifically to hear him. My guest this week is uh, is is notorious as according to MarieClaire.com, gaping maw of misogyny. Um, or as he likes to refer to himself as a war photographer, he's a, he's a party guy. He takes pictures of women while giving them champagne facials. It is uh, Kirill Bakutsky. I think I messed up that last name. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, A.K.A. Kirill was here, A.K.A. the Slut Whisperer. He's on the podcast this week, and, and we're going to get to him, but I'm, I'm flustered, people. Look, all I wanted to do was eat out some anonymous strangers. I don't think that was too much to ask for i think it was pretty nice of me offering some free cunnilingus uh for with nothing necessarily in return and just the world shat on my face and that is not a kink i'm into look here's how it started okay i was i was chilling on random acts of muff dive on reddit as i tend to do as as many of you know i answer an ad we make plans for what was this past weekend Paige was going to be out of town. Uh, she's going to be in Dallas for a wedding. I was going to, I was like, all right, cool. This is a perfect time to do some stranger stuff. We make plans for a Thursday night. Then this, then during the week, uh, somehow I very luckily uh, answered two more random acts ads. And they both said yes to me. So I was like, cool. I had three women who were visiting New York City who all wanted to sit on my face at various points of the weekend. Fucking perfect, right? Okay. So lady number one, Thursday night, she says, hey, I've got this killer migraine. Can we do a different night this week? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm kicking. We're all to all these women. We're talking on that app kick and I'm, I'm kicking her on Friday. My messages are getting delivered, but they're not getting read. That's weird. Saturday afternoon, I find out 
uh, I get a kick back saying, hey, do you know whose phone this is? I found it outside the Museum of Natural History. Uh, appointment number one, nixed out because she lost her fucking phone. Lady number two, supposed to play Saturday afternoon, right? She's going to check into her hotel. She's in town for a wedding. I was going to warm her up for the wedding by giving her a proper uh, licking beforehand. And uh, that morning she says, hey, look, I'm just, you know, I, I think I'm going to pass. Saturday night. This is the one I was looking forward to the most. I thought she was the cutest and uh, she was the most, the one who was messaging me the most, right? We had a really hot scenario planned. This one I was excited for. What the plan was, this is going to sound familiar to to longtime listeners of the program. At 725, she was going to lightly prop her her hotel door open. With the do not disturb sign on the outside. Then she was going to go and she was uh, she was here for Comic-Con where they have lots of sexy anime outfits. And she was going to remain in her sexy anime outfit with a skirt on that included a, a really hot skirt. And she's going to keep her panties off but stay in the costume. And then she was going to put on some music, set the lighting the way she wants and lie on the bed eagerly anticipating my arrival. Meanwhile, I was going to be nearby. I was going to keep an eye on the door, make sure no no one else walks in there, right? And then at 7.30, I would walk in. We do not exchange words. I put my bag down, and as I would approach her, running my hand up her leg, bending down to give her a kiss hello. As I slowly work my way down, pulling down the top, exposing her milky white breasts, I was picturing really pink nipples. I was assuming and kind of hoping she had pink and pointy nipples. In my fantasy, that's how it looked. As I would eventually make my way down and eat her fucking pussy, right? And that, like that's, I was looking forward to this one the most. So now, what had happened was, is I asked for the uh, room number. She tells me the room number, 214. I'm like, great, I can't wait, I'm going to head out soon. And then, I, you know, I, I start heading over and I realize I don't know which hotel. I know she's in a hotel near the Javits Center, near Comic-Con, but I, she never tells me which hotel. I thought I knew which hotel it was because my fucking slutty man horse self, I knew the hotel that the first woman was in before she had to uh, cancel or reschedule. So I assume that that one was this woman's one. I'm a fucking idiot. So, she, so I'm thinking it's a clear miscommunication. No problem. She didn't tell me which hotel because I didn't ask which hotel. I said which room number. So I, I send her messages saying, hey, what hotel am I going to? You never told me. And on kick, you get, um, it'll tell you when something's sent. It says when a message is delivered and when a message is read. Now, once I'm on my way, I'm only getting S's for sent. I'm not getting delivered signs. The only reason something would be uh, sent but not delivered is like if their phone's off or if they lost cell data coverage or something and she's visiting from london so i figured that her phone died at comic-con she's gonna get to her hotel room charge it up and right before she props that door open to to eagerly anticipate me she's gonna see the message right the wrong and we're gonna do this thing maybe 10 minutes late i get to the javits center area and uh still nothing still no delivered no red so i, I don't know the fuck I, I went to five different hotels because I'm a fucking crazy person. I went to I had been canceled on so much already and I was just so horny at this point. I went to five different hotels looking for room 214. None of these hotels had room 214. 
I finally give up. I'm like, fuck it. Um, I guess this isn't happening. We're going to laugh about this tomorrow, but it's unfortunate. I go see a movie. I see Girl on a Train, which is kind of freaky. Gone Girl was way, it was no Gone Girl. Gone Girl was a far better film. Uh, and, and then, but you know, before I go to see the movie, I, I just like, hey, what's Craigslist up to? I haven't seen Craigslist in a while. Like an old buddy, just be like, hey, what's Shane been up to? You know, we haven't talked in a couple years. We should hang out. So I go on Craigslist and I find an ad. There's a couple, a young couple, 23, 26 years old. They uh, want, he wants to watch her blow a man in a glory hole. I, I had my hopes raised and lowered, fluctuated. It looked like a, like a cosine graph up and down, up and down all weekend. Uh, plus my girlfriend's in Dallas. I'm horny. I'm thinking, okay. And I'm, and I'm really gullible. Look, I'm a very gullible person. Cause I like to believe in the best in humans, uh, unless I'm watching Trump in a debate. I like to assume people are telling me the truth. I really do. And a lot of you think that's retarded of me, but you know what? That retarded optimism has led to a lot of amazing stranger play sexual encounters from the internet. They say, look, you know, email us when you get uh, out of your movie. I say, yeah, like, I'm like, are we on? He sends me these, this like long paragraph of instructions. And I love instructions. Instructions eroticize the meetup possibly more than like, if I just showed up to a hotel room and there's a naked chick, um, I'm like, cool instructions. If I get to that hotel room after reading a long paragraph of instructions of how they kind of want the scene to play out, that's super fucking hot. Cause I'm going to be hard in that elevator. I don't want to get hard when I go in the hotel room. I want to be hard in the elevator on the train ride to the hotel room. The anticipation is what turns me on. So he's like, yeah, you go to this. Uh, it's like this, uh, an adult DVD store. Okay. It's got viewing booths and the booth has a glory hole in it. You're going to go in, make sure the other side is uh, open before you go in. And you're going to go in there, put in a dollar, and then you're sticking your cock in that hole. And we're going to come in and she's going to suck in. I'm going to watch and yay, Billy. But as I started this episode, guys, uh, the universe is conspiring against my cock. This event did not go down the way I expected it. Um, I kind of really don't want to talk about it too much right now. I kind of want to save that story for when I'm emotionally prepared to. But I'm just going to say that uh, the, uh, the, uh, the encounter did not go the way it was supposed to. And Billy ain't happy about it. Ended with me splooging in a in a fucking viewing booth in a random adult DVD store in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. If you don't know where Sunset Park, Brooklyn, in, Brooklyn is, it's a very it's very far away. You know, it's very inconvenient to be stood up. Uh, so that one happened. I'm a little distraught. I wake up and girl number three, remember? Okay, uh, prop the hotel door open, girl. She has read the messages I see on kick. So I'm like, Hey, you know what happened last night? She's like, yeah, you know, my phone died and I was having data problems, but, and I didn't think you stood me up. I just assumed that, um, you didn't know where you were going. Cause I didn't tell you where to go. And I say, Hey, when are you flying out back to London? She says tomorrow. And my gullible brain space says, Billy, your weekend hasn't been shitty enough yet. You know, like it hasn't been bad enough Let's make it worse. So I say, well, do you want to try again tonight? She says, yeah, sure. Let's fucking do it. So we make plans for the same time, the same game script. Okay. Um, And then I was, I made sure to say, 
So uh, let's not forget which hotel are we in and room number. She says, travel in, room 214. I go, travel in? Wait, wait which travel in? Because I, the travel in was the fifth hotel I tried the night before. I went to the fucking travel in. There was no room 214. Um, she's like, yeah, no, it, the one on 42nd Street. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, that's probably my fault. Yep, I couldn't find, you know, maybe there was a different entrance. You know how hotels sometimes have like a like a east wing and a west wing? Well, maybe I went to the wrong wing, and that's why I didn't see room 214. Let's do it again. And guess what happened? I get to the hotel, and same thing, no room 214. I go to the front desk, and say, hey, man, uh, I'm looking for room 214. He's like, it, just like, like it was a weird, creepy uh, Twilight Zone episode where he's go like two fourteen. We haven't had two fourteen in fifty years, not since the incident. Okay, well, not all of that. He just said we don't have room two fourteen. That doesn't exist. So I go back to my kick. I'm like, hey, you know, the, he says there's no room two fourteen. What's going on? Uh, oh yeah, sent, sent, sent. No delivered. No read. I'm like, great. Someone's just pranking me. For the sake of pranking me. And that was really shitty. Someone's got nothing better to do with their time than the fuck around with me, send me on a wild goose chase, make me get desperate for whatnot, and end up at a glory hole in Sunset Park with half a blowjob from I don't want to talk about it. And and now I'm just in Times Square with my dick, unfortunately, not in my hands or her mouth. I'm so uh, fucking angry. I, I get an Uber pool that ends up costing me like $10 more than usual and takes a half hour longer uh, just so I can get home and watch the debates. And then I watch the debates and I see Donald Trump be a fucking lunatic. And I'm like, the, the universe is conspiring against my cock. Oh, and hey, uh, you think you think I'd be done being gullible, don't you? Don't you think? Well, I did. I did, you know, find an ad uh, on, as I'm recording this today on Monday uh, for a for a gangbang, and it was like for tonight. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's double down again. The gambler in me, because I'm not going to casinos like I desperately fucking want to these days. Uh, so instead, no, I'm just throwing my dick on the roulette wheel. I'm like, let's just try it again. Let's go again. Surely I won't get lied to by the internet. I was not lied to by the internet. Uh, I did think the universe was just not done with me because at one point um, they said that she had to leave by a certain time and my subway car stopped underground. I'm like, great. I, now I'm, I'm finally going to get stranger pussy like I was trying to this entire weekend. And now the MTA is like, no, fuck your dick, Billy. But I made it there in time. You'd think that'd be great, except turns out she's 18 years old, doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She gave me a blowjob like an 18-year-old would. And then she also was like, you know, I've like kind of really done everything the way a hot 18-year-old would say. There's a reason why I have a rule not to fuck teenagers anymore. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I just don't have the patience. And, you know, universe is conspiring against my cock, guys. I just, it's a rough weekend. I don't want to talk about the glory hole, okay? I Stop asking. I don't want to talk about it right now. But you want to know what I do want to talk about is this week's guest, the Slut Whisperer, Kirill. Um, really good dude. Turns out, now I, I find like an article on Kirill 
about how he's just like the worst misogynist man in the fucking world, right? Okay. Uh, and I'm like, this is interesting. Also, I think I saw like pictures of him like pouring milk on hot chicks. And I was like, is that is is milk pouring a thing? I know there's lactation fetishes, but is milk pouring a whole different thing? No, it's just a thing he would do at parties. He's actually way more well-known for his signature champagne facials. He's a party nightlife photographer guy. You know, he takes cool pictures. He documents life. He documents kind of the, the life of people. A lot of people I resent. Uh, a lot of the people who I think are the problem. A lot of the people who are responsible for Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Uh, not Kirill. He's not responsible for it. I think he's cool. <laughs> but but the people he photographs, I, have a lot, I tend to have disdain for. If I'm going to judge purely by sight. But I thought, look, I got to talk to this guy. I I had read some articles about him on Playboy and Marie Claire and I think Salon and such. Look, there's a lot of people on the internet who says this guy is like the worst thing since Brock Turner. But you know what? There there's some people, Ella, on Twitter who think I'm the worst person since Brock Turner. So I know that the internet's not always right about these things. So it's like, let's get to, let's get to know him. Even if you don't like what he does, even if you think what he does is tasteless. I hate to break it to you, but it turns out he's not the monster you want him to be. Like a lot of people have demonized Dane Cook. I'm a Dane Cook fan. A lot of people have demonized Dane Cook for who he is as a person. And the scary thing for that person is to actually meet and have a conversation with Dane Cook. Because there's a possibility they'll be wrong. They'll actually get to know him and be like, actually, he's not a monster. It was just way more convenient for him to be one in my head. I think this is uh, somewhat similar to Kirill. All right. A uh, fun guy. We had a really cool conversation. We talked about a lot of stuff. We talked a lot of shop about comedy. For all you sex nuts who don't, who don't live in the stand-up comedy world, sorry, but you're going to hear some, uh, some comedy shop talk. Uh, but we talk a lot about you know what's offensive, what's not offensive. Um, he had that one line I really like, that fence is taken, not given. Something to think about. Uh, we talk about art. We talk about his, his, his these naked women at the uh, in nightlife, and he also uh, really grills me on orgies because he's he's fascinated by that. Where I'm like, dude, I'm fascinated by nightclubs. But uh, but I had fun talking with Kirill. Um, that we have a bonus. We did a bonus episode. Uh, so for all my level two and up fan whores on Patreon, you're going to get that tomorrow. And, uh, and that's him. I give him some of the advice questions I've taken, uh, over the last couple of years. I gave him some of my favorite questions. I was emailed and I asked him to give his advice for them just to hear a different perspective. I thought it was interesting. So if you stay to the end of this week's episode, you will hear a teaser clip from that bonus episode. Um, but let's get to Kirill. The slut whisperer. Uh, and, and I'm going to go take a shower because I just met up with a stranger in a hotel room from Reddit uh, because Lord knows I needed a win. I'll talk to you all soon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. What was that?
Are we recording already? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. At some point, I pick a part and I do that really hacky fade in. Oh, that's I'm fine. like, oh, yeah. And then here we are. Okay. And then yeah, at some point, you go, are we recording? I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Like for the last 50 minutes. And Perfect. Yeah, no. But uh, I'm here with Kirill, a.k.a. the Slut Whisperer. Uh, a.k.a. Kirill was here. Uh, you're an event, you're a photographer and a <laughs> apparently a target for all feminists everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. As as uh, Marie Claire called it, uh, my favorite was, quote, a gaping maw of misogyny, which required me to look up what the word maw means. Dude, I don't even know because that's one of those interviews where I went in where you meet someone, they're nice to you, you're nice to them. It's like a casual interview. And then they go in and just like flip it on you when it comes out. Mm. And it's just funny when people do that because I understand when people do that on the internet when you've never met and you can just talk shit. But like, I'm not an asshole in real life. So when like we talk and we're like, have like a normal conversation and then you can walk away from that and be like, okay, I still am going to fucking trash him. It's like really interesting how like that kind of quote unquote journalism, it's Marie Claire, but like how that shit works. Well, you know what? But they're just looking for clicks, <gasps> you sure. know? And, and that kind of shit actually feeds into my whole brand anyways. So it doesn't, you know, like I can, it, it might feel like, personally like wow that sucks that she attacked me but from a business perspective it's like cool i'll take that article and i'll post it and people will be like oh my god look at this dumb bitch yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i feel like you have a range of fans you have a range of fans who think you recognize what you do is 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 all good good and fun and then you have you probably have like a few bernie bros in your camp like maybe a few people who go like yeah shut up you dumb cunt while you fucking ugly fat bitch and yeah i mean there's there's a whole spectrum because it's the internet it's not it's just there's all walks of life, right. you know. There's people that are like sixty that I found out follow me, and there's people that are like twelve that follow you. And does that bother you? You have twelve year olds following you? No, it's kind of interesting, but some dude spanks it to your photos, which is sad <laughs> because there's porn. I've yeah. never understood that. People like hit me up, like, bro, send me photos of girls. I'm like, do you know what the internet is? <laughs> like, but didn't you like your earliest days? I don't know how you start watching porn, but I first started jerking off to like Sports Illustrated swimsuit or like all the yeah. But that's because porny- we didn't have anything better. I remember downloading like a, an image and watching it like load, <laughs> and that's what I or like scrambled porn. I never. I guess I'm a few years younger than you. So like I had internet, but I still was like jerking off to like porny non-porn stuff. I understand yeah. that. And I get why some people are like turned on by the shit I do because it's like, oh, that's the girl I went to high school with. Right. Like now she's naked at a party when she's 25. Like, holy shit, I wanted to smash her. I get that, but it's still kind of weird. Um, it's weird. The internet just is weird. <laughs> Um, but I'm, you know, but we all knew that it, it's made, it's helped make you what you, uh, yeah, it's, it's right interesting. It's a great platform, but it's, it's, it's made me very antisocial really? because you just don't want to like talk to people anymore. Cause you're like, these are the people that are out there. It's very weird. See, some, like, I don't leave my apartment. If some I don't have some to. people have the same exact opinion, but they say, uh, I don't want to leave my apartment. There's people like Kirill out there. Exactly. Well, there you go. But so so what you do is you go to parties, you're a nightlife photographer and you you take pictures of naked ch- I mean how would you describe it is what you do? Um so that that's the funny thing to me is like it started all out as I would just go to parties and document what I saw. Just that's it. Mm-hmm. Like quote unquote a war photographer. I never really 
uh, lied about what was happening. You know, if people were doing drugs, I had photos of that and I put it up. I didn't care because I started out doing this all for free. I had my day job at a comedy club. So at night, it was kind of like a fun hobby. And I kind of built this reputation of taking the more wilder, unposed, very in the moment, candid shots of party kids and built this reputation where like, oh, Krill kind of goes to like the fun, cool parties. Um, and then I started getting so much traffic to my website that clubs would start hitting me up like, hey, can you come document parties at our clubs? And then after that, I started building a following for myself where people are like, all right, so now Krill travels and I want to go party with him when he's in my city. Mm. So then it became kind of like, I'm doing and hosting the party now. Where like I'll roll into your town and it's they let me I'm kind of instigating more of the chaos. But what what is this chaos? What's going well, on the at these parties is, that like uh we're so Well look, popular? it's 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 very what I believe nightlife is and should be. Um I don't know how much like clubbing you do or, or have done. It's become very sterile. Mm. It's just it's become a concert experience. It's like you go in there or if you can even get in there, you know, 90% of the time, like most people can't get to a nightclub in New York City because you got to look a certain way, act a certain way, have a certain amount of money in your bank account. Or a certain amount of girls with you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very exclusive experience. And my whole thing about my parties is I try to make it as inclusive. Like, I don't care what you're dressed like. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money you have. I want you to have fun. And this, the minute you go into a nightclub, like... They're like, don't get too drunk. Don't do this. Don't do that. And it's like, dude, what do you think the point of this is? Mm. It's four walls for like people to just get drunk and eventually, hopefully, fuck. Right. But I've gone, I've gone to like a nightclub. I've gone to parties, and uh, I've never seen them quite as pornographic. Maybe I'm just a loser. That's very, very no, possible. No, 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 no. Look, but I've been I've to never plenty seen of. Them por- I still so go- pornographic as what's in your photos. Well, I still go out and I still go to other people's parties, and they're normal, and I have fun, and I have a great time. But I kind of just attracted this audience of people that are like, hey, uh, the, you know, it just became more sexualized. There's just more hot girls getting naked and. Look, sex sells. I'm not going to lie. That was like the one thing that kind of set me apart from the fucking thousand other nightlife photographers out there. I kind of, Krill became like the crazy kid with all the crazy. Tits put you ahead. I mean, it did. Like tits and ass. And then. I've just uh, never seen like tits out at the nightclub. I think that's. uh, Well, that's (laughs) the thing. It it happens, but it usually happens in a more of a kind of like intimate setting. Mm -hmm. Like you'll still, I'll still see see tits at other people's parties. You know, it's drunk girls. Um, I just happened to have um, a vehicle to expose it, so kind of became. And and it and, and look the the minute you get like a month of tits on uh, like on your site or like on my Snapchat, you're just going to attract that kind of crowd too. So now everywhere I go, it's like, you know, there's no coercion, there's no like convincing. It's like girls will just come up and be like, hey, I came to a party, can you pour champagne on my tits or can I just show you my tits or can you sign my tits? And then it's just like okay. And but at the same time we're all drinking we're all having a good time it's not literally just like you know uh, like a shooting fucking what is it called like when they like execute like a girl a bunch of girls lined up no it's just like everyone having a good time and a pair of tits might pop out here and there I'm I'm no stranger to that um, I, I just think it's funny because I've never gone to you talk about how like the exclusive nightlife stuff it's like I never really went to clubs and and if I went to a party and you see tits out I'd be like oh whatever cuz I'm like I got an orgy on Saturday like I'm gonna see tits there like yeah. I just want to go to a bar and chill it's uh yeah I mean 
I just hate nightlife. And I think I was always, I'm an outsider and I've always been an outsider. That's probably why I do what I do because it's like my knee jerk reaction to uh, quote unquote fight the nightlife man, you know, because I don't show up dressed like I'm supposed to. I still don't. Like if I'm not working and I'm in New York and there's these fucking douchey exclusive nightclubs, I'll still roll up in like shorts. And I'll just because I know it's going to annoy the fuck out of them, and I know they have to let me in. But I'm your gonna, fucking party because they're like it's a it's a respect thing from them. You know, it's just because he works in nightlife, you got to let him in. But then I also don't, I guess, show them respect back by wearing shorts. But I'm like, dude, it's a joke. Like, why shouldn't I be allowed to wear shorts at a club? Like, wh- like I should be wearing a button down and jeans like every other fucking guy in here. So my whole thing is to constantly break down those like rules and boundaries. All right. Um, just trying to throw a fun party. It's really all it is. They look it's, like fun parties. They're just supposed to be fun. And like, a lot look, of people are mad about it. <laughs> a lot of people are mad about it, but they're only seeing like what I want you to see. Like, yeah, obviously, tits and ass sell, but there's so much more happening. You know, I'm not going to show you the fun dudes and the, you know, the little down moments of every party. There's peaks and valleys. I think you'd valleys. get a lot less outrage if, like, for every 50 pairs of titties, you just, you know, you pour some champagne on some dude's cock. And then I think... If you posted that one too, I think people would be like, oh, whatever. I've, I've done it. But <laughs> have? like, I Whoa, have. tell me that. Tell me that. Uh, dude, there's this guy <laughs> in Canada with like the biggest dick I've ever seen. And every time he comes to my party and I'm always like, you got to take your dick out. How, wait, now, how do you know his dick is so big? Because my boys who book me out there are like, yo, he's got a huge dick. How he do they know? Because he always, well, you know, you, dude, if there's, a, if there's a guy in your crew that has a huge dick, you know about it. Like you just do. It's like. That's just common knowledge. I it's don't not have a, a lot of thing. dude friends that aren't comedians, so like uh, I don't know how that interaction goes. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think it's just like, yo, dude's got a hammer, and you're like, all right, and then you just <laughs> ask him to take it out. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've and you've like poured champagne on. Yeah, I've poured champagne. Okay. I think I have a photo of a girl holding it. With her tits out, and she's like a school teacher out there, so we had to cover her face. Oh I man, that's it. awesome. Yeah, it's funny. It's Do you just, take down photos much? Uh, yeah, I take down a decent amount. People aren't like signing waivers and shit. Cause no, you, there's you no, it's not like you're selling the photos. No, it doesn't them. matter. Even if I se- look the, it's 2016. Everyone's got a cell phone. Mm. You have no expectation of privacy anymore. If you're going to do something in a public place, which is anywhere, mm. like prepare to be documented. Uh, I just happen to have a bigger following and more exposure. So, uh, but legally I have no. Um, I can I don't have to take these down mm. because. But do you? I do. I do out of because, like I said, my whole thing of this is I want people to have fun and a good time. I'm not trying to ruin people's lives, especially like you meet like college girls or college guys. You know, they're 21, they're drunk, they do something stupid, and they're like, "Dude, I don't want some." I thought in my head that you lost your scholarship because a photo surfaced of you because you're going to be a doctor. Like, I don't think for just one night of, we've all made mistakes. Yeah. So I post them. I do it because it's fun. And if I get an email the next day, like, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I got too drunk. I had a lot of fun. But can you take it down? Like, yeah, whatever. Like, how many, like I have thousands of photos of, of drunk people. Like, this is not going to affect my life in any way. You said people come up to you and request and be like, hey, please, here are my tits. Take pictures. What was like your first moment of that? So the I remember like knowing yet I remember well, I remember the first pair of tits I got. It was in New York City, and it literally me and my best friend sat on on a couch in my old apartment, and I said, "Do I post this or not?" And they're like, "Nah, man, the tits are trashy. Like you shouldn't be doing that." 
because it was the first pair of tits I ever photographed at a club. And I was like, I don't know, but it happened. So I kind of should post it. Like my whole job is to show you what happened here. And so I went with it. And then literally the next week, another pair of tits. And then it just kept going more and more and more. And I, people just kind of like, um, just knew what they wanted to do when they came to my party. But the, when I first had fans was when I started doing champagne facials. Yeah, how, where, where'd the origin of that go? And then that wasn't that also milk? Did I see probably ports yeah. of milk on uh, I started So the thing started with, in New York City, there's this weird um, thing that happens. It doesn't happen in any other city, um, and I've never seen it happen anywhere in the world, brunch parties. And then they're not like your mom brunch parties or like the, just like the Sunday brunch that a bunch of girls get together and do. There's a few nightclubs that throw day brunch parties from the hours of, I don't know, two to seven everything's white you just come you buy a table you and your friends um obviously tons of girls you have like a pretty decent brunch meal but at a certain point like an hour into the meal all the alcohol comes out dj comes out and it's just a fucking zoo it's a zoo um and a picture uh i mean if Michael Bay directed a party during the day, like that's, dude, it's insane. Like they have cryo guns, lasers. If Michael and, Bay directed a porno. <laughs> if Michael Bay directed a party, really. Yeah. So like these kids are, everyone's in white. Like it's a very like brunchy type environment. Everyone's dressed to have like a normal brunch, but then it just like turns on a dime. All this confetti, people are just getting blackout and it's 6 p.m. Like, you know, like you stumble out for like some people stumble out for a cigarette and you're like, dude, this is fucking daylight and I'm blackout. Um, and I used to shoot a lot of those and kind of before it got crazy at the party, I would start taking photos and there was champagne on all the tables because that's like a brunchy thing or like rosé. And I'd be like, oh, like, let me get some photos of like a hot girl. But instead of her just like posing, I'd be like, let me just pour some champagne in your mouth. And it would just be like normal, like in her mouth. It didn't miss. And then I think one moment, and this is so cheesy, like someone like bumped me because you literally can't move in there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It, and it like spilled on her face. It foamed and I was shooting it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> it's like a cool photo. It's like sexy and dirty, but it's champagne. So it's not. Um, and I was just like, fuck it. Let me just keep doing it. And I just kept like walking around and like doing it. And the next day I was just sitting there looking through these. I was like, well, I don't know what to do with this. Let me just start a Tumblr called Champagne Facials. And I started a Tumblr called Champagne Facials. And literally in two days, it got picked up by like, I don't I don't want to say Gawker, but like... I think it was Gawker. I think that was the one Gawker that everyone someone, saying. Yeah. Everyone picked it up. And the next weekend, I was just at a nightclub taking photos. And I heard two girls at the bar going like, oh shit, that's Kirill. I wonder if I'll get a Champagne Facial today. And I was like, oh wow. Like, this shit moved fast. Um, now, champagne so that's where like, I realized I was like, okay, there's some influence here. And you're not going around just like pouring champagne on bitches just have nowhere. No, no, like, no, no, no. There's this look. It it looks it looks chaotic and it looks uh, rude and it isn't. It's very. It's like a dance, you know. It's like girls and I are talking, hanging out, blah blah. blah. Seventy five percent of them are running over, going like, "I want a facial." I'm like, "Dude, I just got to the club. It's eleven p.m. Like, you don't want to be soaked at eleven o five. Like, you have three more hours here." Um, but yeah, it's it's there's no. I know you say no people. I know, you, I know you say people 
come up to you and ask for them at this point. But like, you know, let, you know, role play. Let's role play like early days of the champagne facial. You know, like how do you obtain like I hate that they keep using the word consent because I'm like you, you, you they, they throw around the word consent as if it was like, uh, you know. Like sexual assault, like it's not sexual yeah. assault to pour champagne on. It's somebody. not. It's not. It's, um, it's. It's. But how did you gain permission in the earlier days? Like, did you ask me, like, "Hey, yo, well, you're luckily, cute, you're hot. let me pour champagne on your tits." Well, luckily, when champagne facials came about, I was already probably two, three years in the game mm-hmm. in New York, where I was predominantly working. I already had enough of a reputation where every club I went to, I knew a lot of the girls. So they kind of knew and trusted me, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna just do this," and they're like, yeah. "Okay, whatever, we're fun." There's an acknowledgement, you know. You're not you're not just doing it to people who don't want champagne. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I've never, we've never done it to somebody that didn't want it. I, I've got, I, I was at a party in Hoboken, New Jersey, and a girl comes up to me and asks for a facial, mm. and I give it to her. And two minutes later, her brother comes over and goes, "I need you to delete those photos," and I was like. I'm not deleting those photos. He's like, that's my sister. I'm like, I don't really care who that is to you. She asked for it. And he's like, I'm not afraid to go to jail. And I went, I don't even know what that means right now. But like, I was drunk. He was drunk. And security saw him in my face. So they kind of escorted him out of the party. Continued drinking for two hours. We're leaving. It's like me and my crew. And we're walking to the car that's picking us up. And this kid jumps out of the bushes and clocks me in the face. Uh, Yeah. I pretty much, I didn't get knocked out, but I just got like fell to the ground. It was shit housed. Um, and then I had to go get like stitches the next day. Uh, That's insane. And that was the only time, which I still say to this day, I'm blown away that I've ever had an altercation. Um, because, and that should mean something when people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's not consensual. Like he, it's like, yeah, if it wasn't consensual, I would have been in the hospital way right. more times than once out of eight years. You know, people say it's degrading the women and whatnot, but I'm like, I don't know. It seems like they're all literally asking for it. Well, that's like an interesting thing because it's like when fe- like feminists like to say like, oh, well, we're in control of our bodies, but I don't want you doing that. It's like, so they're judging the girls that are doing whatever they well, want with it doesn't their body sound like they're as mad- long as it, it goes sa- their plan. It doesn't sound like they're mad at the women who are asking for the fit. They're mad at you both for doing them and for photographing them and for getting popular off of them seems to be what the what the consensus was of all the criticism eh. i'm just like i don't know there's a bunch of porn magazines there's ever i mean yeah <laughs> which is the funniest thing to me is also the argument that you can't that they're drunk and that's a very interesting argument to me because they're basically saying if a drunk girl gets a champagne facial or shows her tits you are you're the one who's at fault. Right. Me, me. No, I don't, yeah. Which is interesting because if that same drunkle who showed her tits, if she's not responsible for showing her tits, I am because she's drunk and I took advantage of her, then if that same drunk girl gets behind the wheel of a car and kills a family, who's responsible? All her. of a sudden, she is now. So what, at what point is her drunkenness her responsibility or it isn't? Well, and you also, they try to, I've seen some people uh, try to make comparisons to you and like some like creepier uh, photographers or people who have like maybe committed sexual assault yeah. or whatnot. And I, you know, I was searching because I want to know what I was getting involved with. I, was, I, ha- I haven't found like accusations of sexual assault Dude, or people. never, it's so funny because misconduct. you talk to any girl that's ever hung out or party with me, they're like, it's the nicest dude ever. 
It's, I mean, look, there's a character on the internet, and I think that's what people buy into, and that's that's just the way I see it is like Slut Whisperer. Everything on the internet is is Marshall Mathers, and everything right. that's in person. I mean, sorry, everything on the internet is Slim Shady, and everything that when I'm one interacting with you as a human is more Marshall Mathers. Well, yeah, like, that, you're getting. That, that article, that that interview on Playboy said, like, there's the there's the the corporate image Kirill who she met, and then there's the guy with the camera who's like the non corporate party boy, and that's Slut Whisperer. Yeah, and they're kind of different people. Uh, by the way, where'd you come up with the phrase Slut Whisperer? I didn't. Is someone <laughs> gave it to me because I ran out of Instagram names because I've been deleted so many times, and I was like, I need a new name, and someone's like Slut Whisperer. I was like, done, awesome. <laughs> and of course, that of course was the you, one. That's a, a very insta instigative. It's such name. a great, it's it's so good and it's so funny because that's the one that's stuck. Out of all the 10 other names I had, this is the one I that stuck around the longest. And I and I love it because it kind of gave me more of an uphill battle. Like it before, if it was like Kirill was here or I had like Kirillionaire or what a bunch of other names, like they they weren't, they didn't cut as deep. And especially with like brands that want to work with you or like other artists it's like I like that I have to like climb this hill and be like, I'm gonna make this this name and everything. Okay. When, when you put Slut Whisperer as your Instagram, you're putting that target right on your back. Yeah, the mission <laughs> statement's in the name. That's why when people are like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is so gross! I can't believe you posted this," and everyone in the comments section is like, "Dude, you're following an account called Slut Whisperer. Like, what do you think he's gonna do?" Is is your is your personal dating sex life as crazy as these photos? Um. When I'm I feel like single, when a- I'm single, yes. Yeah. Uh, when I'm not single, look, though, I, it, it. I'm not trying to show people that I'm uh, Dan Bilzerian in any way. Who? Or Dan, do you know Dan Bilzerian? Mm. Um, Dan Bilzerian is this guy on Instagram. I think he's got like 12 million followers. He's just like some dude who comes from some money, but he made a lot of money being like a, a poker player or some shit. Sure. Uh, he's got insane amount of money and he just travels the world and hangs out with just like hot chicks. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's like every guy's wet dream to be him. Right. Um, my whole shit is kind of like, I'm just here to th- like have a good party. Uh, yeah, I've banged a lot of chicks, but that's not who I'm supposed, that's not the image I'm trying to put out. Huh. My image is more of just like, I don't know what it is. I think my shit's changed over the years, but it's become more about the idea that like, Yo, like you don't need a normal life. You don't need to do have like a normal job and you could just do whatever you want and say not say whatever you want, but have the freedom to say whatever you want. But like cuz that's what like my thought whisper shit has become a little, you know, a platform. It's like my stage where I'll just express my opinions on random shit yeah. or like you know, rattle people's cages when anytime I feel like it. But it's uh yeah, it's not supposed to be like all sex and like Oh, look at how much pussy I'm getting. It's just like, yo, here are my crazy parties. Yeah, there's a lot of hot chicks. Yeah, they're going to get naked. Uh, here's some of my opinions on what's going on in the world. Here's some funny shit I like. And that's it. Well, when I when I look at your feed and I'm looking at these pictures, you know, part of me, because it's not pictures of you with the chicks, you know, like most people's like Facebooks and Instagrams are, Well, it's are, hard right? to. I'm holding yeah, the camera. because you're holding the camera. So when I'm looking at all this, I'm trying to be like, is this dude getting all this pussy? Or is this guy like um, just the guy who's, observing all of it because uh because it could kind of go either way it's, i think it's like yeah. i leave it very open-ended look uh this isn't gonna sound this is not supposed to sound cocky <laughs> in any way but like it's my party 
these girls are going to get naked. Could I get all this pussy? Yes. Do I? No. I just don't. Um, I also don't like to shit where I eat. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy that's like ran through every girl in every city and then these girls never come around. Well, do you again. really think you could get every all those girls in those cities? The ones that come to my parties, probably, because they're the, there for a is reason. Is it the camera, or were you able to do that beforehand? No, I was never able to do that beforehand. I, I have no uh, ego about... I know where it all comes from. You okay. know what I mean? It's the same way where it's like a lot of comedians are like, why do you do this? Like, well, to get pussy. Like, <laughs> girls like a guy with a microphone and who can hold a room. He's mm-hmm. like, I wasn't getting this pussy beforehand. Uh, yeah, I was never like a, a ladies' man. Nothing. I hung out on comedy clubs and I picked up like one or two random girls a month that was like drunk at the bar. Uh, yeah. And you dropped out of college at like 20-ish? I dropped out of college, I think. Just to get an idea of timeline of when you were. Mm, I want to say 21. So yeah, college age. You but I went really... to a commuter college. I, I lived at home and I drove and I never even went to college half the time. I literally skipped college and hung out at the comedy cellar in New York City um, and hung out with comedians. Like, I wasn't even focused. I was so obsessed with stand-up comedy. I wasn't even focused on girls, I don't think. And you weren't doing comedy. You no, just liked it's watching a, and hanging out. It was. I wanted to be a part of a little community and be a part of that. I knew I didn't want to be on stage, um, but I respected them. I respect comedians because to me, they're modern-day philosophers. Fucking saying, I've been saying that since high school, man. I Dude, totally like, agree. I don't believe in like religion or anything, but the closest religious figure to me in my life is George Carlin. Like Fuck that's, it, fucking a man. It's he my guy. Is, he's, he's brilliant. And so he was like the first moment that I experienced stand up comedy and imprinted like all that onto me. And I wanted to, I don't know how much comedy you talk about on this podcast. We can, I don't give a fuck. Um, bring it. I literally was, you're going to talk Carlin. You can talk Carlin. That's my, that's uh, my guy. I mean, dude. I was, I saw Carlin once in my life. I'm fucking jealous. That's uh, one of my biggest regrets is never seeing him live. And I heard he was one of those guys where you could actually talk comedy to him. Like he apparently (sighs) was very approachable. And I was like, fuck. Um, I was in college and I was really obsessed with this website called Cringe Humor. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it was just like the dirty comedians that were coming up in New York and uh, sitting in class in college. I was like, fuck it. I, I, I liked to do video at the time and I'd had a lot of like good video cameras and I just emailed found the email patrick at cringe humor patrick's yeah, the one yeah. who ran it and i was like hey i know you're doing like little comedy shows in new york with all these comedians you I love. said little comedy shows dude they were tiny they were like <laughs> at like the laugh hey man, lounge i know your little comedy show the thing you put a lot of work exactly. into no but like i meant like that dude there was like 40 no, i know people. what you mean um so i was like yo i do video can i come and just video all this stuff for you and he was like i would love that absolutely so i started going i don't know how often he did them i don't remember um, and I started recording all these shows, but I also did graphic design. So I, after the shows, I would hang with the comedians and be like, oh, what do you need? And I, dude, I ran, I ran Bill Burr's MySpace for a while. Um, I, I, like all those guys that are big now when they were just like small back then, like, uh, I did all their shit for them. I, I was like, I'm going to make myself completely, I don't know if this is the right word, indisposable. Yeah, mm. to them. Like I was like I, I didn't I never took I didn't care about money. It was just to be around these brilliant minds. Um and these were the guys that molded me. And at, at some point Caroline's needed a graphic designer and a bunch of comedians were like, You gotta use Kirill. I and I literally just sat my parents down. I was like, 
this is what I'm going to do. I have a full scholarship to college for art, and I don't like it, and I'm going to go and do and graphic just design. do the art, yeah. I'm going to go to do graphic design for comedy clubs. And my parents couldn't say anything because they didn't spend a dollar on college. And I made $380. This makes me sound like I'm 400 years old, but like I made $380 a week working five days a week at the comedy club, which was like nothing. Like you can't really survive on that hmm. uh, in Manhattan. Uh but it was the best time of my life. Just well, doing were graphic fo- design. And you were for- focused on hanging out and doing that. You weren't focused on women. You weren't focused no, on... No, it was literally just... I, I'd go to work every day excited to do like... I had to make a poster for like Patrice O'Neill is coming next week and make the playbill for the club and then make some flyers. And then at night I would go eat the food at the comedy club because I had no money to eat at home right. and drink some beers and watch some stand-up. And that was my life every single day for... From I worked at Caroline's, I think, for two, three years, and then I moved to, went to comics for two, three years. That was my life every mm-hmm. single day. I literally watched stand-up every day, and, uh, and then I met a DJ who did an event at Caroline's. Like They had like a private yeah, event, yeah, yeah. and they needed a DJ, and he was rushing. I was rushing. We bullshitted, and he was like, yo. He's like, I'm broke, too. I'm like, awesome. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to feed you at Caroline's. You come and have dinner with me every night, and... I don't know what this nightlife stuff is. And he's like, I'll take you to clubs. You'll see. I was like, oh, my, my first time meeting some new girls. Because yeah. I would only meet girls that would hang out at the bar at the comedy clubs. And that's literally how I got into nightlife. Now, how, now, do you, when you're at a club, like, do you have, you know, quote unquote game? Like, do you go up? Do you talk no, to chicks? Or, absolutely Because I, I, I can't do that. I I've, always feel like I'm interrupting their night. I just don't know what to say. Right? There's no, and, and, and people are like, yo, just get drunk. And I'm like, when I get drunk, I don't know. I have even less to say. I feel like, and then if I do get them home, now I gotta like battle the whiskey and my dick, dude. Yeah. the worst. So no. I was always the guy that would. I'll wait for a girl to come talk to me, and the only reason they did is because the same way that I infiltrated stand-up comedy, I did to nightlife. Mm-hmm. So I met the one DJ. They and came up have, to you because you were friends with the DJ. DJ. So they'd be like, "Can yeah. I request a song?" And be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. Nick, go play that. Can you play this for this girl? And then she'd hang around a little bit like, oh, so what are you doing? You want a drink? Like, that's my, the extent of my game is, do you want a drink? <laughs> is access. And yes, these, it was access complete access. And game. then I met that DJ. Then I met another DJ. I met another DJ. So then I was just this kid that kind of ran around, around nightclubs and knew all the DJs, kind of hung in the booth. And that's how I like scooped any random girls I could, which wasn't a lot at all. Um, and at the time, I was also still at the comedy clubs, and I would take photos at Caroline's. I would take photos at comics. Um, I would take photos at the cellar, uh, and I had a camera. And my boy's like, "Dude, just stop getting drunk every night with me in the booth. Like, you're creative. Just go, just go, just take the camera out. And just see what you could do." And I just was like, "All right, fuck it." I ran home, got my camera, took a bunch of photos, and then the next day, like, the club owners were like, "Uh." So what are you going to do with those? I was like, uh, I have no idea. Like, well, we want them. What, can we just have them? And, and you're like, give me some money. So I was like, all right. And I sat down. I was like, I guess I'll build a website. And my roommate was a web developer, and I knew graphic design. So we kind of came up. There were so many shitty names. I was like, oh, Party with Kirill, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want to be just Parties with Kirill. Because in my head, I was like, I want to exploit this if I'm going to do this to be bigger than just partying one day. Mm. So I kind of weirdly had a vision for this seven or eight years ago that still kind of works. And I was like, I'm going to do Kirill was here because it's ambiguous enough. I can take that 20 years later 
and it's not like I partied with Kirill, you know, like that just doesn't work. Mm. Uh, and I did that, and I just started every night going out. And then access being like the the thing that lured women, you know. Then soon the camera kind of becomes like they both they become kind of a lure module if we're doing yeah. Pokemon Go, talk, exactly. You know, in uh, the same way, like uh, like the uh, like a microphone being a comedian, and and I've definitely like because I never was a guy who went out mm-hmm. like despite it's called like man whore, like I don't go. Yeah talk to chicks i don't like slay bitches or whatever i just end up accidentally you know fall into whatever exactly i, I just get. that's that's yeah i and fell then, into when, pussy i never i could get it i've said that phrase a lot too i fell into pussy and then people look at you like huh yeah like, I, I don't know dude i have no I no idea if a girl has no idea who i am or what i do there is 99 percent no chance that i'm even going to talk to you because yeah. i'm like i just don't want to talk to you. i just don't know how to talk to you mm-hmm. i've just never had those skills i can't think of a reason why they want to talk to me exactly because right. i feel like well, i'm a piece of shit like why the fuck <laughs> i'm almost saving you from me but what happened is in the beginning of the career what really helped me take off was i was kind of the only kid shooting mainstream nightclubs in new york because I, the the circle I got dragged into wasn't like the hipster nightclubs or like the Brooklyn parties. I was doing more of the mainstream. And what helped me was uh, after a while, the clubs were like, hey, Kirill, so we have like Rihanna's birthday party next week. Can you come and shoot it? And I'd be like, yeah. And I kind of built like almost these two lanes of like, Kirill's going to shoot like the wild fun stuff, but then he's got all that celeb access too. And that was just because clubs needed photos of, because you know, yeah. Celebrities go out and they want to be photographed and they're doing their birthday parties. So I had a lot of I had a lot of people like I had a lot of cool photos that I don't really do much anymore just because my brand is so I don't want to say blue, but it's just so specific. It's very topless. It's a very, very topless brand, very exactly. specifically. Exactly. Topless. So like I'm not really gonna shoot Rihanna's birthday party anymore, like I did six years ago. <laughs> you know, but but the what thing is, but the say. thing is, though, you never know where this brand is going to go, where it will come around again. You know, Terry Richardson at this point can do whatever he wants, even though he's got such a X rated brand as well. But he's just a name. Right. But, and he's also someone you've been compared to. who People also claim he's kind of a creepy well, well, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, look, inherently, Which, I with think you, though, like there's no, you know, there's no similar backstory like if you go looking around no one's talking about how creepy you are in person they're only looking at the memes you post the jokes which you say. is yeah. funny because think about this i've never been called a creep by any girls like you can't find that shit. in person only and, reporters and yeah. and think about how creepy guys are at nightclubs like think about people are drunk people are guys are weird guys get aggressive how many creeps are in a nightclub at any given point? And the fact that I haven't been called one and I've been in a nightclub for seven years, mm. four to five nights a week, like, fuck you guys yeah. for saying I'm a creep. And, and, and for blowing shit out of proportion, I, the, there was a, you know, there was that newspaper thing with the Halifax story where like, you're, it's got, it's big letters, slut whisperer. Oh, it's my favorite. He's not playing s- Halifax, but then you said how like in smaller print underneath it, it was like, there was like a gun violence thing. And I was like, you're more important. Apparently you're a bigger problem. Allegedly than gun Dude, violence. The funniest thing about that is they wrote that article. Slut was not appearing in Halifax. And this like fucking chick who runs some, like took one feminist studies class was like, well, I'm going to protest this wrote this article 
this entire thing about me, and she was just like, I'm just trying to protect the fabric of our society, blah, 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 some horseshit like that. But then how are you... How is so wait, so then I posted this article on my Instagram, because I'm like, yo, bitch, you're going to write it, I'm going to exploit it, and literally the next day, another article came out, and she was saying how disappointed she was that all the hate mail that she got, because like her email was at the top of the article, sure. was from women. She's saying the people I was trying to protect from Kirill were the ones sending me the most violent messages. And I'm like, yeah, dude, because you're basically telling these women that they're too dumb to make their own decisions. Like, that's insulting. Yeah. Like, they know what they're getting into. They're not walking into a fucking date rape. They're buying a ticket to go to a nightclub to have fun. And if it means taking their tits out or it means not taking their tits out, it means just getting drunk or it means having baloney thrown at her head. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just... You know what you're getting yourself yeah. into, and we're responsible for our own decisions. Yeah, I got no issues with the with the champagne face. So I look at that, you know. I, I think what rattles the cage. I think what pushes someone over the edge. Someone who, for example, so that Playboy writer, I think her name's Nicole. Mm-hmm. She, you know, in throughout her piece, she's talking about how it, she's at odds. You know, she keeps going back and forth with you because, like, on one side, feminism; on one side, man with a camera of, of titties. I think the thing that pushes over the edge is uh, maybe some of the things you retweet or the mean. I don't know if you make the memes or you just share them, but you know some of the topics because you're not a self acclaimed comedian. No, and so you, I don't, I don't want to say hide behind, but you do use the excuse often. Oh, I'm just kidding. I think. But, yeah, well, that's the thing. Because you Look, post some things that, are like, uh, you know, so I would say like misogynist jokes or possibly racist. Well, that's or the whatever. thing. To yeah. me, the thing is. Because I'm not on stage like a guy like Louie, mm-hmm. where people are used to it and they can sit there and go, oh, this is a comedy show. Yeah. Even though there are people that get offended and pissed off by him and they don't, who are too those stupid people, to realize what they're doing. There's people who are dumb because they're dumb, but. But like, I don't have, I'm not, I don't call myself a comedian. I just think I have this platform and this stage and I'm going to say whatever I think is funny to me. If you don't understand that ninety percent of it is tongue in cheek, um, then that's on but, you. But no, but can you understand though how people yes, don't because, understand that it's tongue in cheek because you're not a comedian? Because like everyone has Brad in the office who like when he says some fucking stupid fuck shit, they go, "Whoa, I was just kidding." We're like, leave the con. Like Amber Rose says some shit. Yeah. She's like, "I," <laughs> she's like, "I was just trying." To, it's a it's a joke, people. And I was like, "Leave the jokes to the comedians." Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time. I think like, if, do you believe some of the jokes that you, you like Jim Jeffries has that line he says like, there's things that I think and things that I think are funny to say, right? Yes. That's, that's my favorite but, thing he's said ever right. is the concept that there's a difference between what I think is funny and what I think. Do I think rape jokes are funny? Yes. Do I think rape is funny? No. Right. But now coming out of the mouth of a comedian, of course that makes sense. But do you understand like, but how, what's the difference you, like, between a comedian? Do you need to be on stage holding a microphone to be considered a comedian? There's plenty of brilliant comedy writers that don't, I, get on stage i think it's the self-description and people who opt into a page or go looking at a page they they see comedian at the top in a bio now they have context for it so for example it's like you know some of the jokes about gender you may post do you believe those jokes because if we don't know that you're doing funny shit on there i, think I mean we're do gonna, i believe we're i interpret think them as possibly your thoughts i think and i think patrice said it the best he's like that he fought fought for the uh, for the ability to make a joke yeah. always and the ability that 
a bad joke and a good joke are birthed from the same process. Yeah. And you never know what it's going to be until it comes out of your face. Big fan of that. You got to say a joke to know if it's good and you can't tweak it until exactly. you've done it. So, exactly. But again, it, it comes along the lines of, I think if people don't know that what you're putting on is either satire that's not my or fucking Dude, that's not, that's, I don't give a fuck. Like it's, I can say what I think is oh, funny to me. 100%. So I, I don't that. care yeah, if you yeah, yeah. misinterpret it. Dude, it's my same thing is like, um, um, and I always said this, like, like, well, well, I don't say this, but sure. the phrase is offense is taken, not given. Like, like it, it, it's what I do might offend you, but what you do might offend me and you don't even realize it either. Like, I always, and this is a stupid analogy and I've just been using it forever and I need to change it up. But the idea is like, if you post a photo of your dog. A, a, a fucking German Shepherd and you're like look how cute my dog is if my mom got bit by a German Shepherd and died from rabies like that might be offensive that to me that triggers me that triggers me so that's <laughs> the thing is like offense is, is taken I'm never trying to yeah I know what I'm doing where I know the buttons I'm pushing mm. because I do enjoy that I enjoy reaction to me I went to art school and I never for the longest time understood when I went to like the Museum of Modern Art and saw a blue canvas and been like, what the fuck is this in a museum? And I just stood there like, this isn't art. And then like years later, I was like, no, that's why it is art, because it evoked an emotion. And the one thing they always tell you in art school, and I'm sure that applies to all arts, is you want to evoke a reaction, whether it's bad or good. The worst thing you can have is indifference. Mm. So I'd rather annoy you, piss you off, or make you laugh, than have you go, meh, okay, and just move on. Um, art's supposed to evoke an emotion. As much as, as loosely as I can say that what I do is art, um, I don't really buy into myself like that. You know, I don't drink my own Kool-Aid. Mm. But yeah, I can look back at what I've done and what I do and be like, all right, I've provoked enough thoughts and I've built up a following with enough people that see kind of eye to eye with me. Right. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's a nice justification of what I've been doing, but uh, I don't care that you don't get my joke. I don't like... It is humor. It's all yeah. No, I'm not saying they're not jokes and they're not crafted look, look, jokes. I think I, I think people I think can it's see not through knowing it. like when where the character stops and where Kirill's actual. But thoughts I think begin. that's interesting to me because because like think... when I'm going through your stuff, like as a comic, appreciate I can see jokes. I can even appreciate. I can even see where there's a bad joke, but like I recognize there's there's the joke. like there's something in there I that I haven't worked out. There's structure, but um, you know when I see things like certain like things on misogyny or about women or gender gaps or whatever like you know i'm not knowing you other than when we were briefly in an office together yeah. many years ago i'm sure you know i showed up today after doing my like a little research reading about i listened to some of the podcasts that you, you know you have i you know i i figured worst case scenario is he's kind of an asshole but like he's not like he's not hurting anybody like he has a right to do be that way i am often yeah. claimed to be an asshole and so I'm like all for it. And I was like, that's worst case scenario um, because I couldn't tell where your thoughts uh, began and where jokes I ended. I think you know? to me is the same way that like Jim Jeffries said is like, I can look at a situation completely without emotion mm. and find something funny in it. Like if it's a play on words or something dumb and I don't... Um, and I think Gary Shandling said this once too. He's like, "Look, I mean, you are such a comedy geek, Love dude." It. But Love like it. the the Love thing it. is, like, there's one thing where you, he's like, a lot of comedians look at um, everything as objects, objects for a joke. He's like, until he's like, 
you have to meet these people you've made fun of. He's like, then it gets very real. But he's like, but I'm like, that's how I, I agree with that, but I've never had that altercation. How many times I made fun of Caitlyn Jenner. I could care less about Caitlyn Jenner. I don't care if, if, if he, she, whatever. I, it doesn't affect me in any way. Like, it, it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I know that I can make a joke about it. I can make a 9-11 joke. I can make a joke about fucking school shootings if it's, if I can disassociate myself from it, you know? I'm not, in the words of Tosh, nine years old. Like, I know where there's a joke and where there's fact. Well, all this, I feel like you should just get up on stage then. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm better. I would love to. I would love to write. Like, I would love to write for someone. I would love to Mm -hmm. write something. I do better. Like, we do our podcast and it's fun. It's, it's like cool to bullshit, but. Most of my better work is when I actually sit down and can plan it, like whether responses to people that like try to talk shit to me or any of that stuff. I have more pleasure planning something than being, I've just, I'm I'm not that like, like off the cuff hilarious as opposed to like, I'm better where I can form an intelligent, funny statement if I sit down and write it. You, uh, you know, we were talking before about how like, you know, falling into sex that we yeah. may, may or may not deserve i i i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to an orgy this saturday that i have that's no, crazy so i have, no, I have I, questions I for you in. oh i have questions for you now because i've never i'm not um i'm a very reserved i think sexually sexual guy like mm-hmm. i don't i don't think i could have the confidence to do that have you ever been to one before yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the way i got these bracelets uh i can set the touch and um the, Funny enough that I'm so, here with you. This one says no photo. So, so <laughs> do people take photos of them? So this one came from a bachelor bachelorette party that it was like a more private one. And so they had a photographer there because they're bachelorette. It's the couple's, you know, bachelor bachelorette party. And they were like, if you don't want a photo, you don't want to be in a photo, wear the bracelet. If the photographer sees red bla- bracelet, he'll either delete it or, you know, won't take your photo. So, um, how do you find out about these? There's like a site. So I, again, I fell into things where like I, got invited knowing the right people and then like then i met my girlfriend there at one of these parties and now like i'm invited to a very private thing so how does this work with a girlfriend well we have an open relationship i mean i met i met her at a sex party so are you okay with her fucking other guys yeah do you have to be there or no I, i don't care like, does it have to be in an orgy environment or like can she be like oh it's tuesday night i'm gonna go fuck some she might yeah i don't really care doesn't so what's the connection? Me. You guys just love each other, but do you think you'll ever stop and just be just you two together? I could, I, you know, it could be. This is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've it never... ebbs and flows. I, I, don't, I knew I didn't want to, when we made it official about a month ago or so, like I didn't want to be in a free for all scenario. Like I didn't, cause she's very much in the polyamory scene. So I didn't want it to be like, um, Hey, let's just go keep dating and getting seven boyfriends and girlfriends. Like, I can't handle that right now. Like that's a little too much uh, when it gets emotional. So right now our rules are just no um, seeking other romantic connections. So don't yeah. try to go get other boyfriends and girlfriends. Okay. Um, and then the others just, just go get off if you want to. Yeah. And like, even I don't use it entirely too much cause I don't have a lot of time between, you know, stand up and the podcast. Yeah. So I, I give myself three nights a week for sex dates or date dates and usually and most of them go to her. So but like for example, on like uh, Saturday, I went and I had like a brunch with this girl, and we're gonna try to go out again and see what happens. And yeah, which girl? No, just uh, uh, just, a, girl? just a girl from Tinder. Oh, yeah. This is very very interesting. 
But I'm, I don't deserve, I don't think I deserve I to be think, at these things. You I, know? Don't I, think, I don't I don't think I could even get it hard in a room full of people because I would fine. have such dick it took, fear. It took me a while before I was able to fuck anyone at one of these parties. So what do you do? Do you observe? Well, the party I go to is like very much like a house party. So I could go hang out, just talk to people. Or is everyone naked? have a good time. If they want to be, yeah. I couldn't even stay sit naked yeah. with someone. Naked I can handle. It's just a matter of... Um, you know, like knowing that not putting the expectation that I have to get laid really lowers the pressure. But it, I mean, to be able to like consistently fuck with like some confidence, I, I don't think it was until this girl Paige that I felt comfortable doing that. I, I'd had sex before, but I was always very nervous. Oh, let's hurry up and get the condom on while I'm still hard type of sex. Are you drunk? Is there alcohol? Can, there can be, but Is I, there drugs? I, I don't drink. It's got to be drugs. Uh, they have a rule of like no open hardcore drug use. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people sometimes are on Molly. But they don't want you like doing blow right on a yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, weed. They don't give a shit. This is so cool. Yeah, but it's. Can I come it, shoot one of these parties? Maybe that, that can be a. Maybe that could be arranged one day. Oh, wow, that's really. But it's like a, It's it's definitely stuff that I feel are, like are, I don't. Are, 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 like what would you say? How hot are the are the girls? And everyone always asks that question. I say it's. Uh, it depends what you think is hot because. You know, the, I mean, this show is like me primarily with women I've hooked up with. And oh, really? Yeah, that's the okay. premise of the show. Is, so we have to fuck now. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I forgot to tell you oh, that. God. You may want to start drinking up because this does not look... I, I know I'm wearing it well, but when the shirt comes off, it looks Same. like shit. Same. Yes. That's why I can't go to orgies. <laughs> I would be so... I'd be like the fat kid in the pool wearing a t-shirt at the nah, orgy. Dude, you, know what it, you know what a key was? I found this vest at a fucking vintage shop that uh, on top of my girlfriend saying like, buy that right now or like you're in trouble with me it actually like covers enough in a proper way like look at that vest i found it's like fur like on the it. inside okay it covers enough that like i don't care that the, the blub is in the yeah. middle <laughs> you wear it well um but yeah no they're a good time but you know i'm just always like why am i here how, everyone's how, so much hotter the, how, like the guys are generally hotter than me how, um how long are you there for like what's the and you were from i usually am there from like for like two to six hours depends um i think the longest i went was i like, got there at like 10 30 11 and left at like 6 30 that was and like you the longest multiple people or no i don't fuck a lot at the parties i fool around i don't do you, like I don't do you meet people there get their info and then fuck them privately sometimes yeah or like we'll fool around maybe i'll go down on them or finger or okay how does that work and and this is such a stupid question because <laughs> like it, it, it seems this is me being a complete hypocrite, but I'm like, oh, gross. Like, you'd go down on a girl like at an orgy, but, it's I'm like, like, I but, but I'm like, I'd go out and meet a girl and go down on her after a club. Right. So who am I to fucking And if anything, the poly, open, slutty crowd is generally, just like with, Cleaner. Just like like porn, with stars. porn stars and sex workers, then if compared to gen pop, way cleaner, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. You know? Because the girls I meet at nightclubs are barefoot. Yeah. And like drunk at three in the morning. And, and condoms like, are basically disgusting. always a must and there's regular testing and... Yeah, you know, like uh, like my girlfriend and I, we had like um, a gonorrhea scare, like I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, and from from when I'm recording this, whoever's listening, because I know there's people who go to the parties who do listen to this, oh, really? so I have to be like, because this is going to come out in a while, and uh, I have to be like, no, 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 not right now. <laughs> I'm clean. Yeah. You know, so what happened was like we, you know, I found a girl I had hooked up with at an orgy a month prior. You know, texted me like I tested positive for oral gonorrhea, so I was like. Okay, so then I had to get tested, and, and Paige and I, because we'd been fucking for that month, had to get tested. But she, we found out the day before the orgy, then our next sex party. So like we had to go and agree, like we're not going to play with other people. 
And so we went to the party and we fooled around and we fucked a lot with each other, but we couldn't fuck with others. Yeah. Um, because we know to be responsible and be safe. See. And like how many of your world. boys would fucking do that? They'd be like, whatever, raw dog and don't get tested. Yeah, and, then, and then the minute you come, you're like, fuck. Yeah. What I just do? Every time you come, it's shame. Every time I come, it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> how often are these sex parties? I mean, I'm sure they happen all the time, but how often do you go? I, I, per, I mean... I personally go to about one a month, maybe maybe two if I'm invited to an extra one. So like I went to one a couple weeks ago and then there's one this Saturday that I got invited amongst her friends. So say you and your girl go, but you're only going to fuck each other like you just agreed, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you go and fuck? Just wherever in, in we are. In front of people? Yeah. If that's where we are, yeah. Can some guy just come over and just shove his dick in your girl's mouth? Not without asking. Okay, yeah, so it's not like that. It's not, consent. You it's ask, very like just like with polite. Yeah, just like well, that's like, what I'm asking because I just on a chick's face. See, well, see, here's you the ask thing. consent first. See, this is my <laughs> this is me not knowing enough. Where I'm like, oh, is it like a fucking giant free for all? Where like dudes just run up sure. like, Wah, suck this. No, it's just all it all depends. But you get consent before actions like that. Yeah, of course. Um, like at that party, we fucked. There were a couple of listeners who actually came to the party. They were in town and they wanted to go to one. I, I let them come. How do you let you just can put them on a list? I referred them to the email and uh, I vouched for them. Do you have I mean, to pay? Yeah, there's usually a cover charge. I mean, like this Saturday is not. It's like a private, like this guy is just going to have his friends over for a little orgy and for like dinner. This is so cool. But like the party party, you know, there's an admission. And so I vouched for them. Um, they didn't seem like a problem. They were a couple and they mm-hmm. didn't want to fuck anyone else. Like, sure. Um, but like at one point we were talking and then like Paige and I started fucking like right next to them. Uh, and then like later the night we fucked somewhere else. And then by the end of the night we were like in the jacuzzi and she was like licking my asshole while like her friend was blowing some other guys. And yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a fun night. So awesome. Yeah. They exist. I just want to like, I thought, but like you guys see, like I look at your photos and go like, that's a whole different world. Well, that's, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, I think yeah i'm very jaded to what i do because i'm like whatever it's just, it's nightlife but like that's just that's a level of confidence that i don't think i'll ever have to Which be, I to be find naked so in a room full of people no because if i had confidence and i had ability to pick up girls i wouldn't be doing this but dude <laughs> it's like if i was getting laid on the regs I would have no motivation to get laid. To do anything. Yeah. Isn't that the, the male species? Exactly. No, nah, but, but dude, but you and I both would go, if we went to a bar tonight, neither of us would have the confidence to go up to just some random chick and say, hey, I'm Krill or I'm Billy. You're really pretty. Like, you know, what are you drinking? That's never, I, that would like, never come out of I my don't, face. Same. I, I don't can't, do it. I just think I sound it, but so isn't that stupid. Crazy? You have the confidence to pour champagne on random bitches and I have the confidence to fuck in front of like 100 people and neither of us will just talk to one chick at a bar. You know why? Isn't that you know fucking why? Do funny? Do you think that the same reason that I can do that and you could do what you do is do you slip into a different character? Because when I'm working, I have an insane amount of confidence. Mm-hmm. But when I'm with like you and I went to get drinking, it's like I'm not wearing any mask. It's just me and I'm just like a scared little boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have the mask at the party. I think... Going with a date helps, or even if I don't go with a date and I'm with friends, that helps. Because solo at a party, whether it's a sex party or just a regular house party, I am a socially awkward fuck. Yes. Um, so like, like I went to a comedian birthday party and my goal was not to piss anyone off by accident. Yeah. Like that was just my goal. Like, don't piss anyone off, Billy. Just be normal. 
Um, where I do have a mask and I am performing is on any first date. I maintain I'm my funniest on ev- on any first yeah. date because I'm fucking on. I'm trying to impress her, I'm trying exactly. to be funny and witty because like this is the time to like sell. Um, hmm. Like if I could treat every comedy club audience like we're on a first date altogether, like I would destroy probably because I would be at I would the, be at yeah, my yeah, most on. That's, that's interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. Like I've never done Tinder when I was when I'm single. Um, it's I mean I have the built-in fan base now, so it was literally I was just banging retards just, from like social just media, Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've never I could never, and all my girlfriends like would be like, "Krill, just go on Tinder. It's fun. Like you go on dates." I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just have no desire to find out what this girl's life is about, and I don't feel like telling her what I'm about, and then at the same time having to explain the slut whisper shit to her. And having to be like, but I'm still a nice guy. Like I just have no. But that's why, like on my Tinder, like I have man or I have. I it says first thing it says I have a sex podcast, not a brag, more of a disclaimer. Yeah, it's just like this is here. You can find it, and if you're down, cool. If you think I'm disgusting and a fake feminist, then you can just keep swiping along. But like at least now it's out there. I think that helps, especially when you're someone in the public eye. Yeah, you can't be slut because if you're. If you're Kirill and they go out and then they search you afterwards and they find Slut Whisper, it looks like you're hiding. Yeah, I have something. to be very upfront, but that's why I don't do it. I don't. I never. Um, I've been a serial dater since high school. I think I've only been single four months. Like, but in those blocking. four months, there was so much fucking. Um, no, it was, it, dude. There was a lot of a lot of whiskey dick. Well, have you um, had, have you had threesomes at least? Yes, I have. I would. Got, I'd have to imagine. But. Um, would you do threesomes with other dudes? No. no. I find it very... I don't get it. I'm like, why do I need you here? See, for like, me... Because sex to me is all about me. Right. So but, but that, her getting a dick in her mouth while I'm fucking her does nothing for me. But that logic extended a step further. This is how I ended up in gangbangs in college because I found like these Craigslist ads where I was like, okay, all the W4M ads are all like bots and, and sex workers. But if I am okay with other men getting blowjobs or fucking her while I'm getting a blowjob, I increase my likelihood of getting a blow. Me going, I don't, I don't, gangbangs don't turn me on because they're a gangbang. Gangbangs turn me on because she's not going to hook up with me one-on-one, but if I'm willing to be around like seven other dudes, Billy gets a blowjob. See, and I, I, so it's, it actually is all about me when I, when I do that. See, to me, I just rather jerk off then. <laughs> like, I just don't, and it's not in any way a, a, a homophobia thing or, or not, I just don't want to see another guy naked next to me. Sure. And I've been around. I, look, I have no problem with naked guys. I mean, you took guys. out the monster I have, cock, I have no problem. So yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with male nudity, but I just don't want to be a hard in a room with other dudes that are hard. That's fair. You don't um, have to be. It's great. It, I just don't see myself in that place. Just like I can't jerk off to... Um, a black guy fucking a girl because I can't insert myself in that scene. You have to insert yourself into the porn scenes? Yeah. Mm. That's fair. So, I've heard that. Yeah. But I've always had serious girlfriends. So I never yeah, right needed to like, like, I never needed to be like, all right, so I need to get a blowjob. Fuck it. I'll take eight other dudes in the room with me. <laughs> uh, I never had, I would just wife a girl up and be like, all right, I'll just get blowjobs this way, I guess. But well, what's uh, going on with you now? You said before you're like you're working shit out with someone. Yeah, it's I like, like the phrase. And you're like, by the end of the week, I'll probably still have a girlfriend. <laughs> um, you know, we broke up because I was kind of an asshole. And I also didn't know how to how, handle. How were you an asshole? 
Um, it's just very hard to date somebody that um, can turn something. I, I have a lot of voices in my head and a lot of shit flying through. And I could be on a couch with my girlfriend and we could be cute and snuggly. And then one of the voices in my head thinks of something funny to tweet. And I'll tweet it. And then she'll be like, is that what you're thinking about right now? I'm like, it's just one of the things that flew through. It's one of those, <laughs> like, I have an insane, like, it'll it'll drive me nuts if I, if I don't get the joke out. Whether it sucks or it doesn't, it needs to come out of my face or it'll eat me alive. So, like, if I think of something, I can't sit on it. I'll just, I have to blurt it out. And that's why a lot of times I think I pushed her away because she, her and I were so close she was like, my best friend, as gay as that sounds. But then she would catch a lot of shit because she's my best friend. The same way that guys bust balls, I would bust balls with her because I needed to get the joke out. And I forgot that she's still a girl. She still needs to feel beautiful. She still needs to feel loved. You know, shit that, like, your boys don't give a fuck about because they're your boys. Right. Um, They'd be like, yo, bro, tag me in that tweet. Exactly. <laughs> like, shit like that. So, basically, that pushed her away. And when we split up, I was just kind of like... Fuck, I I I don't want to be like that. Like I want to be able to turn it on and off, and I need to learn how to like save the joke or just not hurt someone else's feelings because I never. I don't well, mind. Hard, I don't mind. Hard. I don't mind hurting people's feelings when it's like like we said, like faceless. You're just making or some random jokes. chick from the club. Exactly, and I'm not ever trying to really hurt her feelings. But like when you see somebody in front of you that you're like, oh shit, I've been hurting them this long. You're like, okay, this isn't as funny as I thought. So it kind of had that realization. And I'll still make all those jokes, but I will not make them at her expense. Are you, uh, do, do you love this girl? Yeah. You're not just saying that because she might not, she might hear it. No, 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 no. Because I, I was with her for three years. We're madly in love. Uh, but, uh, and I also had a lot of fears when I first started because I was like, well, having a girlfriend is really bad for the image. And then I realized like having a girlfriend is actually pretty good for the image because then they're like, yo, some girl, you know, it's that whole thing, like, when you see a married guy, like, girls find you more attractive. Like, it's just like, okay, so some girl thinks that he's normal. Uh, and I'm okay with that. No, yeah. I'm okay with people knowing I have a girlfriend. Because, like I said, my image isn't about how many girls I'm fucking. Right. My image is about, I want to live a fun life, and here's how. And here's how I did it, by coming from Russia with a poor family. I didn't inherit $100 million. Like, you can do this, too. You can go out there... And it's as cheesy as it is. It's more like, yo, just just do you. Yeah. I didn't want to have a normal life. I, you know, I don't. I don't think you're hurting anybody. You know, it's not gonna. It's I'm not sure I've hurt be... people's feelings. Oh, I meant with. But uh, those people are gonna have their feelings hurt a yeah. thousand times worse if they're offended by right. shit I said. I mean, I mean, like the memes and the jokes and the and the champagne facials. I don't think it hurts anybody. No, I don't think it is bringing back society. I think someone else made a great point. Uh, I think Chantel Tibbles who was interviewed for that Playboy piece, and she's someone I hope to have on the show as well. Mm -hmm. I have her book. Uh, you know, She said, like, there's something... It, we should be focusing more on what's going on in society that you are bringing out <clears throat> or that, uh, you, that draws to you rather than you. Because if it's not you, it's some other one. It's, it's everyone so else. It's, well, the problem is not you. The problem is some of the... What we idealize, what I call fame whores. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's the bigger problem in our society that being shameless and 
and doing anything just to be Twitter famous. Yeah. It's not the the guy with the camera. I what I'm trying to say is I don't think you're the monster that some feminists want you to be. But I think it's know? all like we said, it's it's like it's all subjective because it's like there's so much more shit to worry about. Yeah. It's like you can be you can be upset that like we slaughter animals or the fact that we don't care about when we kill insects. Like Are you vegetarian? Because that would I'm be not, hilarious. I'm okay. not. But Sorry. I'm like but that's the, the it's just like okay so in this when people are like oh my god this is he's like a monster in society i'm like dude like i'm i'm so happy we solved all the world's problems that we're <laughs> now we're now on to me like there's so much worse shit going on out there and it's like thank you you're feeding into my attention like into the brand and giving me more attention i i, I love it but at the same time you just got to laugh at it like you, you, people take this shit this seriously yeah. huh it's a slow news day huh <laughs> Well, Karo, uh, where can you know people come find your brand and and check out some titties? Um, so I'm rebuilding my website right now, and I'm sure it won't be ready by the time this airs, anyways. But uh, I'm on Instagram; it's Slut Whisper on Instagram, and that's just kind of more of a peek into my my brain um, and shit that's going on in my life. My Snapchat is Ugly Russian Jew, <laughs> and that's more of where I'll either rant about something that annoys me. And that's also the feeds for all my parties. So, like, if I have a party on Saturday, I'll go Snapchat the shit out of it. And that's where most people go that's and see all the... That's where all they, they'll see the live content as it's happening. And Twitter is just... Kirill was here. And that's just where I annoy people on there, too. Ha. Okay, um, man. And, and you have a podcast as well? Yeah. I don't want to pl- plug it that's yet. Fine. I just want to... I, I think we're still trying to figure out all the kinks in it. Um no worries. Um, do, would you mind? Uh, do you, I don't know what your time is. If you have like maybe another twenty minutes, we could do some. I have some advice questions that I've received over the time. Okay, let's I'm, do I'm it. curious what uh, you have, so I'll do that as a as a little bonus episode for some of my, uh, my okay. Patreon people. But otherwise, for everyone else who wants to say uh, peace out, or however the cool kids say, it, I don't go I don't to the even clubs. Know. I don't. I, well, I'm the king of the. I am the king of the Irish, Irish exit. exit. Like, I'll be like, oh, bro, be right back. I got to go to the bathroom. So like my best friends, <laughs> my best friends will be there with me. And I don't even have a girl with me. I'll be like, I know this motherfucker is going to want to keep drinking another four hours. I'll be like, I'll be right back. I'll go to the bathroom. And I just dip. So, Which uh, is so ironic for a guy who calls himself Kirill was here. Oh, I'm most often just in my apartment. I do not like to go out. We should, we should Irish exit. We should Irish exit this, uh, this episode. Just drop it. Like him, love him, or hate him, you gotta admit he's not the he's he's not the problem we need to focus on right now, right? He's pr- sounds like a fun dude. Just likes to pour champagne on some titties. What's what's the problem with that? I really can't seem to find one. I really can't. And I hope you all enjoyed him too. Uh, again. Make sure you're checking him out on the various places. Um, this is one of those guys where he's uh, he's on different places at different names. Instagram at Slut Whisperer, Twitter at Kirill was here. That's K I R I L L W A S H E R E, and on Snapchat he's Ugly Russian Jew. If any of you were turned off when I whispered Ugly Russian Jew, that's why it's not. You know, I wasn't just calling him that. 
So go check them out on the places. Uh, and you, you know, while you're at it, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at the Billy Uh Say hello. Use the hashtag man or podcast. Let us both know what you thought about the show. Okay. And uh, if you want to say something a little uh, more privately or in more than 140 characters, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Shout out to Nora and Lisa, a couple of fan whores who were visiting New York City uh, from Chicago. Uh, they met up with me for drinks last week. It was very nice meeting you two. Y'all were lovely. Thank you again to the official fan whores on Patreon. Right now I'm going to play a teaser from this week's mini bonus episode with Kirill, uh, where I, I give him some advice questions that y'all have sent me over the years, and we hear what his perspective has to say about it. This episode is available exclusively to $4 and up supporters on Patreon. To gain access, visit patreon.com slash manwhorepodcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash manwhorepodcast. Otherwise, if you're new to this show, I hope you did uh, enjoy it and you will uh, subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, Spotify, wherever you're hearing this. I hope you'll come back to all my people. I hope you enjoyed them. Certainly a different type of guy than we're used to hearing next week you're gonna hear uh, one of my ladies uh one of my my old favorites returning for uh appearance number three very excited about it so tune in next week i'll be here on wednesday or whichever day you listen to podcasts and uh, but until then stay away from the glory holes and stay slutty is it uncomfortable for a straight guy to be around gay guys even if the guy isn't trying to hit on you to just knowing he's gay bother a straight guy. Fuck no. I love gay dudes. Here's the thing. As a straight male, I would love to have more gay friends. One, they attract women. Two, gay dudes are so fucking picky <laughs> that like if a gay guy compliments you, you're like, dude, that's better than a hot chick complimenting you. Because that's like, yo, that dude would fuck me. Like if a, if a gay guy tells me he would fuck me, like that would make my week.